This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Blessed, fabulous, awesome, phenomenal, anointed, blessed, holy, awesome day to you today. I hope it's been all of those things. And okay, if it hasn't been all of those things today, well, I hope that the turnaround is coming right now for you and that you're going to experience such a blessed evening, such a wonderful, wonderful weekend as we head towards the weekend and that you're just going to have a peaceful, inspired afternoon and evening welcome to voice of change with myself lauren jacobs here on kful but for the next hour i'm going to be celebrating international women's day now international women's day was actually yesterday the 8th of march but as we are here and it's thursday i am still celebrating this day now international women's day was established so that we could celebrate women but not only celebrate women that we can reflect on the challenges that women still face in the world today Day and challenges that are still faced by the girl child and those challenges need to be overcome. One way that we can overcome challenges and where we can help women be all that they can be in this world is through representation and today on the show I am joined by an incredible woman, a racing car driver, Fabian Lance, and she is joining me to share about her journey. Now, Fabian is also the 2020 champion, a visual marketing designer, and she is an incredible person, does a lot of coaching. She has been a coaching uh, coach for 10 years with children, coaching them with karting, which is where she started her racing career. And she is just so passionate also about coaching children to reach their dreams and to really have a vision and to know how to overcome challenges and to be resilient. And not only that, the lessons she teaches many children as she visits schools is the same kind of lessons that we as adults can learn for ourselves. And so we are celebrating women today on the show by having Fabian with me. Now, Fabian, like I said, is a racing car driver and you can catch her at SWAT Corps and she does endurance races and all long 24-hour races and she just is truly inspiring. And like I said, one of the ways that we empower women and inspire women and inspire the girl child is through representation. Like I always say, and we hear it often, if I can see it, I can be it. If I can see a woman as a racing car driver and I'm only six years old and I dream of racing, then I too can be a racing car driver. If I can see a woman flourishing as an artist and I'm just a young 10-year-old girl who needs to start taking art lessons because I have a dream to be an artist, well, if I can see her doing it, I can do it. I can be that. We have God-given dreams and a destiny that lives inside of us that just needs to be unlocked and often it needs to be unlocked through the story of someone who has gone before us or even a mentor or a coach or a role model someone we look up to and our mentors and our coaches can be people we haven't even met before someone that we listen to like you're going to be listening to Fabian today or someone we read about in a book it is all up to us to lean in and glean from them so 
I'm so excited to have Fabian with me today and she is joining me after this. It's going to be exciting. So stay tuned to 7 to 9 a.m. As I say, today is the feature focus of International Women's Day. Now, of course, that was yesterday, but today on the show, we're still celebrating and I have a fabulous guest with me today, Fabian Lance, and she is fabulous and she's going to be that way the whole way through our interview today. Fabian, it's so good to have you with me and you are an incredible racing car driver, which we're going to get into, but also just a phenomenal woman. I love having followed your journey and connecting with you. And before we get into that and get, you know, the listeners all excited, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Now, before we get into your journey and a bit of your story and how you got into being a racing driver, which is so unique I want to know how it was going on the weekend because on the weekend last weekend you were ripping it up there at Swat Cops and uh, you were driving a Cobra and uh, how was how was it at Swat Cops you know I had to ask my husband a bit about um, the track there because he is from Pretoria so I was like tell me more about it and just getting the visual in my mind doing a little bit of Google tell me and tell the listeners a bit about what you're up to and uh, how exciting was it um, so always learning, you you think you know something and then you're like, well, that caught me. i got something new now. So there was actually a big challenge um, as I drove a different Cobra to the one I drove in the beginning of February at Pakisa. Um, and I actually, it took me a bit back to memory lane of, because um, I've got a lot of years of karting experience and I've won quite a few championships in that. As to how important the steering input and output is, because this car um, has more power steering, so it was very light on on your hands, which is great for uh, not getting tired because a car um, is very physical. Hmm. Um, so being a woman in motorsport, the men are generally um, fitter or stronger, if I can call it that, hmm. than than the women. So you got to train harder uh, to get to that same level. So from that uh, perspective, the first impression was great. I was like, well, this is easy to drive. But then I noticed quickly, I was like, I'm actually struggling to actually pinpoint what this car is doing. And that sort of proceeded through the whole weekend. And that was quite a challenge in that itself. Um, and But it, the experience was nonetheless really great. And I teamed up with uh, Jeeva and Reddy from Durban. Mm-hmm. So um, meeting new people and then trying to figure out, you know, how do they like to drive the car versus how do I like to drive the car and how do we combine this together to make it as fast as possible to go and race. So the race was four hours long. So wow. we were planning to do like one stop and we go like two hours each, um, which I was very game for, but Jeevan looked at me with big eyes and he was like, <laughs> no, I don't think I can make that. So we were like, okay, let's see how far we can go. And then there was a safety car. So we were like, okay, let's come in early do the driver change as quick as possible. So I was like ripping these seatbelts, you know, because he's a bit <laughs> taller and bigger than me. So I'm like ripping these seatbelts bigger, changing the transponder because we each have our own transponders mm-hmm. um, that record your lap time, you know, but it, your name is tagged to that transponder. So the viewers oh. get to see who oh. is driving, you know. So yeah. it's like all these dynamics to it. And then unfortunately, while he was driving, um, the diff had a failure. So he came in. So the mechanics jacked the car and they're going and I was like, okay, I need to help them. So I was like, 
um, you know, when you're thinking of a surgery, you've got the the surgeon and you've got the nurse that hands him the tools. Yes. So I was there just handing the tools and I was like, okay, guys, what do you need? And the oil's like spilling on them. And I was like, I'm so grateful for, wow. for such great mechanics. And they got the car ready and then I jumped in and I finished the race. So hmm. uh, there's a saying that to finish first, first you need to finish. So that was like very prominent, you know, because a, a few people, they didn't manage to finish the race. Um, so you get some freebies there because you obviously naturally you beat that. Not that you want yeah. to, but every position counts. Yeah. Wow. This is incredible because it's just a whole new world. Like if somebody doesn't know about motorsport or driving or karting, you know, it's 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 really interesting to hear the different dynamics and to hear how everything is working. And I know for me, growing up in Tableview, we were always at the Kalani Motorway. And okay. it was just exciting and the so- sound of the cars and I could hear it on the weekend because I, I stay in an area where we hear the sound of the cars going over through the laps, you know, over the hours. And I find it incredibly soothing. My husband's always like, that is bizarre. I'm like the sound of that, <laughs> you know, in that it's so yes. soothing. I don't know. I'm sure you find it soothing too. Not soothing, but <laughs> exciting, I guess. It's just that sound is so incredible, uh, just of the cars lapping and just, it's just, there's something in it. I think if you maybe grow up close to a motorway, it's, maybe it's exciting. And was that the case for you? How did you get into motorsport? And did you, was it something that just happened? Oh, I'd love to know the the inside story. So, so that's definitely interesting what you say. And then you also become, uh, some people call me the sound doctor because I can hear when someone's got a puncture. I can just wow. hear it. And then I, and then you look and you're like, okay, which car or cart is it? And then you get these different sounds of cars and you start getting like a specialist in, you know, what is a BMW's got a prominent sound with that exhaust. Mm. And then um, like the endurance races I've done 24 hours where you can't really sleep and you can just hear the different cars. And then you're like, okay, which one is, when is mine coming? You know? And um, so I know what you mean by that, the, the sound. So you basically become like a sound doctor as Mm -hmm. to tuned into cars um, so when I was small, I actually did ballet before I started racing. So I am still very much a girly girl. So mm. um, some people think you need to, or they have this perception of that you need to be quite uh, butch or manly to do the this man's world. But yeah. you don't. You just need to keep your eye on the bigger goal. And that is when the helmet goes on, we all race to go and win and drive the car uh, to its best ability and its maximum potential. Hmm. And I think, you know, my dad had a workshop. He was fixing cars, dyno tuning cars back in the day. That was a very big thing is to dyno tune cars hmm. and, um, you know, get more horsepower and soup it up <laughs> yes. and race from robot to robot, which they still do today. Um, <laughs> yes. But obviously with the more modern cars, you know, it wasn't so freely available to, to do the uh, modifications. So I grew up in the workshop. Um, running around, having free range, playing with um, air guns and um, swinging spanners around. So I was exposed to a lot of that. And obviously watching my dad race, um, you know, when you're small, you're not allowed on the pit wall. So I used to, at Kailami, there was like a big, uh, lots of windows on the opposite side of the track. So I used to stand at the edge of the garage and I used to watch on top. And then I would see when my dad's car come past. So mm. it was very, and I was very analytical from small already. So I guess the the racing 
side being so analytical with all these different aspects that go into racing um, fascinated me. And then when the opportunity came at a birthday party, when the parents got to have fun, they then decided we're going to shove a bunch of pillows in these carts and all these little kids are going to go and drive. <laughs> so, so we all jumped in and uh, we gave it a go. And then I said to my dad, I want to go back. So he mm. then said, okay, let's, let's test this water. This little girl wants to do this. And uh, it's stuck. That's amazing. It's kind of like it sounds when I'm listening to you, I also kind of feel like it sounds that it was just something that was really part of you. And it kind of just naturally came out. Yes, I definitely think so. So, you know, if you're an adrenaline adventurous person, then that racing will naturally fit into what you want to do. And it there's so many things that can go wrong. It becomes a type of thing of prevention. So you just keep preparing for prevention. So most races are the result of how much preparation you've put in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's what makes it so dynamic. So it's not just sitting in and just drive need for speed. It's actually yeah. listening to what your car needs, what the condition and read the condition and actually then sort of look ahead and be like, okay, if the tires go like this, we need to go a little bit this way or things like that. So much like a Formula One race, you know, they race for an hour, two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to adjust and adapt to to the different conditions just at a very much steroid level. Mm. I love that you mentioned the Formula One. I also grew up watching that. I mean, my father's like a Formula One crazy fanatic. <laughs> so I found it really boring, you know, on that Sunday where you said watching the TV for those hours and just, they're just going past. And you you kind of like, is this really exciting? Like, And my father's like glued to the TV and still is today. <laughs> And do you find watching watching racing exciting, like on a, on a TV? I'm sure, though, for you, it's more a case of, I want to be in the car. Yes, definitely. So I'm always striving and being like, I want to be in the car. What's my goal? Where do I want to go? What's my next step? Um, how do I get there? And what can I do better? And then envision, like, when the driver makes a mistake, like, what would I have done different? Or, mm. you know, things like that. So you so you become uh, uh, almost a commentator, judge, dreamer. And then a doer to actually get there and and do it. Mm. I love that you use the word dreamer. You know, was was driving and becoming a racing car driver, did it become a dream of yours when you, you know, that first time, you know, stuck in between all those pillows as a little girl in in this go-kart, did it suddenly, you know, as it clicked for you, was it suddenly something that you began dreaming about? Because that is something that I think is in so many of us that something that we want to do in life becomes this dream. And especially as a child, it's like the dreams that we have are so almost innocent and and so pure because no one's yet told us we can't do it. No one's yet told us, oh, you're not going to earn any money if you go into that field or no one's yet telling us that it's going to cost you something. You know, you have it in your heart and you, you're kind of holding it there and you're going, that's what I want to do. And nothing really holds you back. And did you feel it became a dream for you? Uh, definitely. From from small, when I started racing at nine, that was my thing. And I've had a few teachers tell me on career day, you know, what if it doesn't work? I was like, what question is that? You know, no, yeah. we are going to try and we will step and we'll stumble and we'll get up again. And the important piece is actually that getting up again. 
because um, I, I know how it, it can feel so defeating, you know, when it just doesn't want to work anymore. And then there's this little breakthrough and you're like, yes, you see, there's that golden thread that's within you. Um, and then you build around that. But that's also important to see, uh, like racing also showed me a lot of other things that I'm actually really good at. Like I'm a very creative uh, person. I love art. I love nature. I love learning things, you know, reading books, going into different things, like wanting to turn the page. Like why is something like this is? And um, it's interesting that you, you actually came up with the, the dream because I did a vision board with the children in Zanin in February. And I had so much fun actually diving into each child as to what do they want to become? What do they do for fun? And you actually mold the different things into um, who you are, what your values are, what you do. And you actually tie all of those in together. And then you can actually get a better vision as to what do you work towards, like which becomes your targets um, that you can do for now and that you know how to do to work towards that bigger dream, the goal, uh, those big things that actually need to scare you. It, if it doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. Mm. So it needs to be like, this is impossible to get there, but you, you, you see it, but you work towards what you're busy with. It's like a big mountain ahead of you, mm. but you don't take one step there. You need to go along the way to, to like each step chisel your way to the top. Mm. I love that you're sharing that as well. And I think it relates to children and adults and even people listening to us who maybe sometimes I find, you know, people get stuck in a certain career path and because it pays the bills and, and it's like, okay, this is what I need to do. And this is what I need to be doing to help my family. And this is where I need to be going because, you know, this makes sense. But actually, there is a dream and it's a deeper dream. When, like you're saying, actually, when you have a dream, it is about breaking it up. They're not so because sometimes it looks like, okay, say I want to be this world famous author and I want to write a mystery novel, you know, and it's so exciting, but I actually have no idea where to start. So if someone is listening today and they are thinking to themselves, well, actually, I have dreams, but I really don't know where to start because I'm in a job and I need to keep it because it pays the bills, but I have dreams to become something else. What would your advice be to them? How do they take those steps, you know, those first steps out? So I, I'm very much a person of pros and cons. So that also helps me to make the decision. So when I do make the decision, most times um, it's the right one. And I take time. You don't want to be hasty because um, that's when you maybe miss a step or something like that. But that's also with a lot of ideas that I come up with. Same with this vision board. It actually took something like five years to actually get to this point of doing this with the children. And when I think back of all the different little things that I've done to get there, and I myself, am one that actually is in a transition zone. So mm -hmm. I had a karting team for 10 years, which I actually stopped last year. And I took the courage. So you need a lot of courage to have, have the faith and just believe that this is now a time the season needs to end. And I'm walking into this season of everything I've learned coaching the children in karting. I'm now wanting to step up, level up to going to go and coach children in their own dreams and is a bigger platform that I can do that reach out to. And I can feel that that calling has come for that. And I'm really excited about it. And even though sometimes, you know, the days come when I'm like, you're, you know, should I have let that go? Because it was paying the bills. 
but I built myself up to doing this because I'm a very good saver. So I always calculate the pros and cons. I can, I earn so much. I've spent so much. I can put this away. I can do so much. So it always works with like a, um, a theory or mathematical scale so that you don't run into those problems of now you've over invested yourself into something and now you can't, um, pursue it or have the stamina to see it through. And that's where I think maybe some people, they, they go too hasty into a decision mm. and then they're there and they're like, mm, long term, this is not going to work. And then they have to stop, go back to what they were doing to then pursue it again. So mm. it's very baby, baby steps are good. Yeah. Some people think you need to be doing these massive steps. It's all the little baby steps that you do um, that actually get you there. And you just writing it down is really great as well. I've got lots of mind maps that I do and I just keep writing because there's so many ideas that flood in my head that you can actually not keep track of everything and the human mind is so inquisitive um, that like five minutes later you already forgot what you were thinking mm. so I have the diary next to me or um, I make a voice recording on the phone or whatever it is in that moment just that and then mm. subconsciously your mind starts working on it and that's how you then chisel the diamond I call it mm. So I love that. That's like a real gem and a tool and a piece of advice. I find that as a writer, I find that this horrible thing happens in that whenever I go to like a cinema, it used to happen a lot in the cinema and I would sit down and the music would start and you know, the lights are dim in a cinema, the music would start and then, you know, the adverts come up. I suddenly yes. would have inspiration and I would suddenly feel this flood of creativity come over me. And I'm in a, in, in a dark theater, you know, in the yes. cinema with friends. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know what to do now because parts of story would come or inspiration would come. And, and like you're saying, the, the human mind and our brain, it's so curious that when I walk out of that cinema, I will not be able to, as I would always say, chase that inspiration again, because it's actually gone. That moment an hour and a half later is actually gone. So I would have to chase it in the cinema seat, you know, and it's, it's just <laughs> like you're saying, and it looks quite probably weird to people around you. Like, why are you writing uh, uh, on your phone or on a piece of paper in a dark theater? But it's about chasing then the inspiration, chasing uh, and, and, capturing it and I think it's so beautiful that tool that you've also awakened us to it's the reality of of keeping something with you and documenting it down and before we go to song break I had a uh, you know lecturer at university and she would say that whenever she had a problem she there were often times where she would dream about the problem and she would meet someone in her dream that would tell her something and that would be the answer to her problem. So she learned to actually wake up in the night and write things down and keep a book next to her bed. And I thought it sounded a bit strange, <laughs> but actually it's actually quite a science. Uh, today, people say, you know, your brain is in a much more peaceful state. So you actually get answers to your problems and and the inspiration comes when you're more still and relaxed. So I think just keeping that and, and you know, when we come back from the song break, I'm going to ask you some more tips and tools and, and also how to, you know, help us help our children as well in coaching them to really go for their dreams. But we're going to go to a quick music break, but I don't want you to go anywhere because Fabian is still with me after this. And it's such an incredible conversation. And 
I know that you're going to just enjoy the second part of our talk. So don't go anywhere and enjoy the song. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs, here on Voice of Change today. I hope that you've been having a wonderful, a fabulous day today and joining me on the other side. If you've been with us from the beginning, she needs no introduction. But if you're just joining me now, fabulous Fabian Lance is with me, racing car driver. And we have been talking not only about her journey to become a driver, which we're going to go a little bit back into, but also about our dreams and about pursuing those dreams and about having those dreams. And Fabian, I also wanted to ask you, you know, when we talk about dreams and we talk about, you know, really aspiring and taking those first steps, you also mentioned something I think that was so important earlier on. And that is that, you know, you have to, as a woman in certain industries, you have to work harder and men just off, especially in sports, they are just physically stronger. And that is just a reality. Now, I'm a huge cricket fan and uh, I'm, I don't know. Do you like cricket? Do you like watching cricket at all? It's, some, it's okay if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I must say the T20 is good because, again, now me, mm. I like fast-paced things. So T20 is very fast-paced. So that's actually quite cool to watch. If you had to ask me to watch that five-day test series, then I'll be like, <laughs> I'll skip that one. <laughs> no, no, I totally hear you on that. And the T20 is exciting. And, uh, you know, when you watch T20 and you watch the woman, I just watch women's sport because I'm such an advocate for women's sports. So I love watching it. And then sometimes when I turn the channel over and I watch the men play T20, I kind of saw it even happened to me yesterday. My eyes kind of like fell out because these men are hitting like, you know, the balls at like over 90 meters. And I'm just like, yeah. how do they do that? Whereas like the, you know, as women, we're hitting at like 78, 79 meters, which is still really, really That's good. Far. It's super yes. far. But we yes. haven't. And you must have been. Yeah. So you must have enjoyed the, the um, Cricket World Cup that the ladies had recently. Absolutely. Did you keep up with it? Did you watch it at all? Um, so I'm quite a big fan of uh, Cass Naidu and the girls sports platform that she she runs. Yes, so I saw yes. all the updates there and uh, I love following that. So I saw all the updates there. So it was actually pretty exciting to watch. Mm, it was so stunning to watch. I was actually part of media for, for the T20 World Cup. So I was at Newlands awesome. all the time. And yes. it's just so inspiring. It was so inspiring. And Fabian, I think something that you probably also would have loved was the children, the children that were there. And, of you course. know, at the end of all the games, especially our South African women, uh, they would they came over to a certain place. It was just known that they would come to the certain spot. And only if you had been watching quite a lot of the games and actually been at Newlands, would you know that that's where they were coming to. So you could see the Newlands faithful kind of, uh, you know, leaning in only about 20, 30 people that knew that the ladies were going to come. And, uh, you know, the parents bring in their children, especially the little girls. And how I just want to commend also our our South African women cricket players for engaging with the girls, the little girls, asking them questions about their sports and their lives. You know, little girls, five, six years old, just wanting a photo, just wanting to talk with them. And I'm sure that you found that as well. It's the children and especially our little girls that we need to inspire and and really just allow, we always say, if we can see it, we can be it. And have you found that in your own life as well? Yeah, um, I know young boys and girls are inspired by sports people, but 
we're talking just young girls. Have you found that as well, that you can really be a mentor, a role model, even just not even knowing these girls, but just by showing up and them seeing you do something incredible? Yeah, most definitely. So I'm very much a person of you practice what you preach. So everything needs to be authentic. And I do, I do everything authentic. So if I say you need to eat avocados because of X, Y, Z, it's because I'm eating avocados mm-hmm. and um, doing fitness training and putting in the extra effort. And um, you may notice that um, that women are more strategic. So because the strength is not on our side, we need to be smarter. So um, a lot of the times when I'm racing, um, I would explain to my tuners and mechanics and things like that how I race. So they know when I'm racing, they know when I'm going to pass someone. They can just see it because it's, I know when I'm going to pass someone like two laps. Um, I'm busy studying mm-hmm. this guy and I'm like, okay, here's his weak point. Here's my strong point. I can overtake him on that point because then he can't take me back on this point. And that's how I get past him and I can pull a gap on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's how you make it work. So when we make the move, it's with much precision and, and a lot of thought goes into it. But you also need to keep that a balance because sometimes we overthink everything too much and then it takes too long to make the decision. And with like um, when you're in that moment, um, like with uh, tennis, I actually watched that on Netflix recently on Breakpoint, mm-hmm. how you need to just keep being in that moment. And when you hit the miss, it's like uh, uh, when you miss the hit, if I can say it like that, or like if you miss the corner, Uh, You need to just keep focusing on the next one and you can't let that bring you down. So just keep going there. And now that bringing that to the children, like you said, seeing is believing I'm doing this and I can do this. So can you, Um, Mm -hmm. if I'm, you know, fixing something here or I'm digging my hands into the engine, you can do it too. We are all people inside, you know, that's first and foremost. And then from there, it becomes, you know, male, female, and we are who we are. This is our strength. This is our weakness. And each individual is so unique and individual. You just got to um, sort of emphasize what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses. Let's get the weaknesses better to aid your strengths, you know. And that's with the coaching that I did with the kids over the years. That's what I would do. I, I became like a psychologist as well to just see, you know, this kid ticks like this and he or she likes praises first and then you can tell them listen you need to fix that or you need to work on that or some need encouragement or some kids are so strong that you can just like bolster them and say listen dude you need to drive better Mm -hmm. there and they will be like yes ma'am and they will do it yeah um so so that's so nice and engagement is so important is actually like like they did with the cricket is bringing the kids into the field it's yeah. the same with the formula e that event that was in cape town as well recently bring the kids into that environment and then actually give them the the vision of you know what can i do and that's like t- going back to the vision board i did um, they had to stick all their sticky notes on the board. And then I said to them, that's by the door. You need to see it every day when you walk in and out here. And maybe the dream you think you sh- should have or that you're having is not your calling. Mm. Then maybe you see something from someone else that actually gives you that core feeling inside of you, that golden thread. And you're like, actually, I want to be a painter. I didn't yeah. think of this. Let me Let me pursue that. So it's making better decisions as soon as you can. So I did grade six and sevens because mm-hmm. they're old enough to understand, but they're young enough to actually make better decisions and, you know, have that vision. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so important to actually engage the younger community and just be like, this is the difficulties. This is the, you know, um, like you said earlier on about, you know, maybe this doesn't earn you so much money, but what are you doing on this earth to make a difference with? And I've had people ask me as well as a coach, they're like, you know, do you see it worth it standing in the sun here like you do? Um, you could make more money elsewhere. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not making the difference. I mm-hmm. feel whole here. I feel like I'm making the difference. Um, you know, and now like moving on to the new beginnings of, of things that I'm doing now with bigger events and, you know, reaching out to more schools, more children. That's that difference or, you know, the seed I want to instill into people of what is your unique you? Yeah. Mm. And I love that so much. And while you were talking, you know, I want to sow the seed today of saying that, you know, I, I write uh, books for children and I was picturing you writing this incredible illustrated picture book of your own journey uh, as a racing car driver and having a really cool illustrator illustrate your book and drawing out so many lessons. Maybe you've done this already, but, but, you know, drawing out so many lessons for children just by telling your own story and, I think that, that like you keep reminding us as well, you know, being real about difficulties is important as well. I think that that's so key because if we can teach our children that we, they can expect sometimes to, you know, make mistakes or sometimes it's not going to work out as you think it is, or sometimes we're all going to, we are going to fall down, but we can get up again. And like you said, you know, you might miss that corner, but keep going. You, you can get the next one. It teaches resilience and it teaches that we need to expect that sometimes we might fail in inverted commas, but what do we do when that does happen and we can get up? It's not the end. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean that you don't have worth to keep going. It just means that, you know, how can you do this differently? What can you learn? And that's something I think that we can give to our children. And you've given us so many of those things today. And I'm so grateful for that as well. Yeah. And, and I just like what you said about a, a failure. So, so the word fails is actually first attempt in learning. When you're uncomfortable, you're in a, in a, in a growth zone and uncomfortable is actually a good thing. When you, when you're failing, it is a good thing. You need to fail faster so that you can get forwards faster. It's actually like reverse psychology things. Um, like I used to be afraid of when I need to go reach out for sponsors and then they say no. And then I'm like, uh, I struggle to, to, to deal with the no, but it's actually the flip side of it means next opportunity. So you're going to get those no's and you just need yeah. to keep persevering and you go and you see and you need to see what aligns with who you are and your values because not every opportunity is good for you. So you need to actually realize that that an uncomfortable zone like climbing out of your box where you're comfortable is a good thing, but you just need to do it within limits and you, you're stretching yourself. So in the beginning, you think, you know, running one kilometer is so difficult, but as you're stretching yourself, you maybe in time you look maybe a week or two later you look back and you're like hang on I'm doing two kilometers now and I can do this it's um like an example is the warrior race I love doing the warrior race because Mm. it's got the obstacle courses and I love look looking at it and being like okay this is how I'm gonna do it so I'm not strong at running it's not my strength but I have to do it to get to the next obstacle and that Mm. becomes very psychological how I tell myself just keep going keep going and then when I see the obstacle it's like focus okay like this execute 
um, and, and I like struggled doing the, the 10 kilometer in commando. And now the last one I did, I ran most of it. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. how you stretch yourself. But it's very controlled. Hmm. I, um, it, it's so interesting, you know, and I was just thinking about those races and the running and how, how I have watched that race, that, <laughs> that race that you mentioned with all the obstacles. <laughs> And I just sit there and I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. But there's a lot, like you said as well, that's probably going on inside the people who are participating inside their minds. And it's about pushing yourself and getting, you know, getting to the next thing. And I've seen many YouTube videos and maybe you probably have as well. Maybe some of the listeners have where you watch the Navy SEALs training in, in the mm. States and the intensity of what they go through. And it's, it's both inspiring and very, it fills you with a sense of awe because you're looking at this and going, human beings, we actually can do this. You know, it's just about a mental belief. And it's about that sense yes. that this is a calling, like you've been saying to us as well. This is a calling in the sense of what I need to do with my life. It's purposeful. And yes, I love this. Yes. I love this. And Fabian, you know, I can't believe we've come to the end of our time together because it's just been so phenomenal to have you here. And I think we'll definitely have you back on the show to learn more and to engage more and find out what you're doing. But you know what? Like you said, you are getting into a new season coaching with children and helping them and inspiring them to find their dreams. I know some of the listeners are not interested and they're going to contact you. So how can people get in touch with you and just, you know, find out about, you know, coaching with the children? How can people get in touch? Um, so I've got a website. I'm on Instagram, uh, so all your social media platforms. So that's Fabian Lance. And then uh, my team is called Target Racing. So the, it's info at targetracingteam.com is the email. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, if you see anything purple and yellow and green, that is me. Those are my colors. I live by that. And oh, cool. uh, I'm very, very, very out there and obvious about it too. That is so cool. Where are you going to be racing next? Where can we catch up with you doing your thing on the track? So our next scheduled race is end of April. So the last weekend of April at Red Star Raceway. So that's up in um, Gauteng, Pumalanga area. Mm-hmm. And it will be another endurance race. That That's what we scheduled doing. Uh, this weekend we have planned to race my Golf 5 turbocharged car. Uh, but we're still doing a last bit of touches so i'm gonna give it a test drive on friday and if it works then we'll be racing at swat corps mm, awesome fabian thank you so much for being with me today it's been such a blessing thank you for being on the show thank you so much for having me and you must have a blessed day thank you so much so great to have fabian with me today just sharing so much just of her own story but just the passion that she has as well for coaching and also just for inspiring children as well as us listening as adults to go for our dreams and you know what it's so so incredibly important that we realize that we can keep going no matter what maybe you've been listening into the show today and you're feeling as inspired as i am and i hope that you are feeling that passion, that purpose, that power to say, you know what, I have a calling in life and it is about making a difference. And maybe you're sitting there today going, I don't know how, I don't know where to begin. Well, you can just take 
small steps, small steps every single moment, every single day, every single week, every single month. And I know sometimes it gets overwhelming and sometimes we think in our minds, wow, I would love to be doing that or that's a dream of mine. Where do I begin? How do I begin? We just start somewhere. Even if you want to get involved with something that you don't know how to, maybe just start researching on the internet. Maybe start reading some books about where you want to be or how you want to get into something. Familiarize yourself with the things that matter where you want to be headed. Just this week, I was speaking to someone who said that they really want to do something very specific. And having had some experience in that field, I said to them, okay, have you considered doing this, this, and this, and I can help you with this. But then they stopped me and said, but what is this, this, and this? And they didn't even know the basics of what they wanted to be doing. So we got to familiarize ourselves on the basics and get somebody sometimes who knows a bit more than you do to help you familiarize yourself with the basics. And once you get those basics, you can start taking action steps to getting to where you want to be. It is worth it. It is going to be something that you don't just have as a dream. Maybe writing a book is your dream. Maybe taking up sport as you're older is a dream. And sometimes that seems an impossible dream because physically you're not where you were 20, 30 years ago. It does not matter. We can always dream the impossible and live the impossible and be present with all of these dreams and pray about it and ask God, how do I make these dreams a reality? You know, it's important to know that we can do things differently. We can dream new dreams and we can always reach and plan and strategize for the future, the future that we really know we want to have. And yes, there's going to be challenges along the way, as Fabian has reminded us today, but we can learn to be resilient and we need to teach that resilience to our children. And so again, just to remind you, you can follow Fabian on social media. She posts amazing things and you can connect with her there, Fabian Lance, and it's spelled F A B. I-E-N-N-E-L-A-N-Z, Fabian Lance. It's been so good to be with you today. I hope that you're feeling inspired after this International Women's Day. And just the celebration continues as it's Women's History Month. And also, it's just a time where we need to reflect on women's history. And speaking of women's history, I have an incredible artist who is joining me on the show next week. Khania is presently doing a Women's History art exhibition at the State Theatre in Pretoria. That's right. And she's going to be joining me to talk to us all about women's history, why it matters, and the woman she has chosen to really feature at the State Theatre. It's going to be an exciting show. Until then, take care and God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.